Today, God is giving you a voice so that you are not oblivious to the things of darkness. You are not oblivious to the works of the enemy to pull you down, to steal your inheritance, to take away from you God's anointing on your life. You're not oblivious to it. You must understand the strategies of the kingdom of darkness against you. And you must not be ignorant. By the time Tamar was making that and the cakes were ready and everything, before you know it, Amnon is like, everybody get out of my house. Here was Tamar, there, innocently waiting, oblivious. And that's how we innocently stay in relationships or stay in places oblivious to the fact that danger is lurking in the corner. And so we continue. Uh, Valerie, if you can continue from there to the end. Yes. So 2 Samuel 13, 11. But as she was feeding him, he grabbed her and demanded, Come to bed with me, my darling sister. No, my brother, she cried. Don't be foolish. Don't do this to me. Such wicked things aren't done in Israel. Where can I go in my shame? And you would be called one of the greatest fools in Israel. But please just speak to the king about it, and he will let you marry me. But Amnon wouldn't listen to her, and since he was stronger than she was, he raped her. Then suddenly Amnon's love turned to hate, and he hated her even more than he had loved her. Get out of here, he snarled at her. Mm. How can love turn to hate? He mm. raped her. Is that not what he was sick about, right? All he wanted to do was sleep with her. He finally forced her. And then he hated her more than the love he had for her. And he's like, get out of this place. So my question to you guys is, what happened? Can somebody tell me what happened? What happened to that undying love that he was going to die from not having her? What happened after forcefully raping her? I was just going to say that, you know, he had wanted her and wanted her for so long. And then it's like, okay, I got you now. I'm done. I don't know. That's kind of how I, I, I saw it happening. But. So good. So that demon had fully expressed itself. In the beginning, it was disguised as love. But all that demon wanted to do was to rape this girl and take, take away her virginity, take away her future, take away her joy, her worth. Because in that day, you literally dressed as a virgin or not. And in the spirit realm, who we are is very visible. You are a child of light. You're a woman of God. You're full of compassion. You're full of love. You're anointed to help people. It's the garment you wear in the spiritual realm. It's visible all over the spiritual realm. And the enemy wants to strip you of that garment. And what he does is get a fierce demon that wants to express itself against you. And so the demon disguises as though it's truth. It disguised as though it was love. But you could tell because love cannot cause sickness. That is why we need to be wise. We need to be smart. That's why we need to be full of the spirit so we can discern whether we are a companion or a friend or a spouse. We need to be discerning whether we are a parent 
like King David was a parent, he should have been discerning of the spirit that was coming against his daughter. So there was a sexual rapist spirit that fully expressed its nature upon Tamar. And so it was no longer disguised anymore. It was a hateful spirit, fully expressed. It raped her and it hated her more than it claimed to love her because that wasn't love. And so the enemy will come to you as though it's love, as though it's concern, as though it's nice. And you have no clue, you're all innocent. You have no idea that it's coming to steal and kill and destroy you. But once it's able to lay its ugly hands on you and it shames you and defiles you, you're able to see clearly that all along it was a vile, hateful spirit. You're able to see it clearly. There's no disguise anymore. It's like those movies you watch where they shape shifts, right? They shape shift. There was this one where watching this lady shape shifted into this man's girlfriend. He was making out with her and then he touched a part of her body. There was a bump there that he knew his girlfriend didn't have. And immediately he pushed her away and she was exposed. So the enemy will disguise to get you, to attack you, to ruin your life and have all these agents showing up in human form. But they can be recognized by the counsel they give, by the things they say. You can tell what spirit is coming against you. You can tell what spirit is coming against your child when you hear somebody say something against your child. Or even when they sound like they are saying something nice, you can read the undertones because you, you have the spirit of wisdom. And so you won't release your child to be abused by that person. Okay. Some of you have people, you have people in your families that you will not leave your children with because you know what those people can do to your children. And so you protect them. This is what David didn't do for Tamar. You have family members who can shower your child with gifts and all kinds of things, but you will never leave them in the same room with your child. You will never leave them to go spend the night out with your child. That is the spirit of discernment. That's wisdom speaking. That's the Holy Spirit in you expressing itself. This was not the case with Tamar. She didn't have any of such covering in the natural. And so when this demonic assignment was fully expressed upon Tamar, it could be seen for who it really was, for what it really was. It was a plot against Tamar's life. Yeah. So I want us to hear the next conversation that went on between Tamar and Amnon. So from 16 to 22, yeah. Okay, so 2 Samuel 13, verse 16. No, no, cried um, Tamar, cried, sending me away is worse than what you've already done to me. Hmm. But Amnon wouldn't listen to her. He shouted for his servant and demanded, throw this woman out and lock the door behind her. So the servant put her out and locked the door behind her. She was wearing a long, beautiful robe, oh. as was the custom in those days for the king's virgin daughter. But now Tamar tore her robe and put ashes on her head. And then with her face in her hands, she went away crying. Mm. Her brother Absalom saw her and asked, is it true that Amnon has been with you? Well, my sister, keep quiet for now. Since he's your brother, 
Don't you worry about it. So Tamar lived as a desolate woman in her brother Absalom's house. Mm. When King David heard what had happened, he was very angry. And though Absalom never spoke to Amnon about this, he hated Amnon deeply because of what he had done to his sister. Wow. I'm going to go back to the top. I still want to hammer on King David. He was very upset. So what did you do with your very upset? What action did he physically do to protect Tamar? He just says he was very upset. Nothing. Nothing. What does being very upset do for you and I? Go ahead. Now it's just saying he didn't do anything. Yeah. How does being very upset help anybody? When you're the king, when you're supposed to rule over your home. Mm. That's what's happening in the body of Christ right now. The leaders are not covering. The leaders are exposing. Exposing the body of Christ to demonic attacks. As leaders, we're supposed to rise up and cover. We do nothing by sitting down and being very angry with what is happening to any of God's children. David was very angry, so what? And this sexual demon spirit originated from the bloodline. David did it himself when he took Uriah's wife. So this sexual spirit was in the bloodline. So David was already harboring it and it was transferred to his daughter, to his son. And so he didn't act because he wasn't delivered from it. Because he wasn't empowered by this kingdom of God. Because he didn't take active steps to change his life so drastically that he could begin to establish new pathways for his generations within that bloodline. He didn't sit in the gate he was supposed to sit. He didn't sit in his place of authority. And so everything that happened to Tamar was a work of darkness that he was a part of. I literally tagged the point where Amnon asked the father for Tamar to come cook for him, I tanked it, the request to violate Tamar. It was the request to violate Tamar. And so as we go through verse 16, Tamar was even requesting, don't send me away, just marry me. Sending me away will be worse than what you have already done to me. Can you imagine? What can be worse than violating you? Marrying you? You know, the saddest thing is for somebody, any of us to be in that position where you have been violated. Because the request to violate Tamar could have been a request to honor Tamar and marry her. Tamar told Amnon, you want to do this? There's another option. This is the voice of wisdom. Ask your father for my hand in marriage and he won't deny you. Honor me. That is the expression of love. When his dad came to visit him, he could have said, Dad, I'm sick because I can't live without Tamar. Could have been truthful if it was of God, but because it was demonic, he had to be cunning. He had to be crafty. His crafty cousin gave him a plan. And it was a work of darkness against Tamar. So the request to violate Tamar could have been a request to honor her, marry her. That would have been the true expression of love. But he manipulated the king to molest his stepsister, having no regard for God, having no regard for even the father. When the father finally found out what happened, the father should have disciplined him, but he kept quiet. 
And most of all, he ruined Tamar's life. A spirit of shame came upon Tamar. Tamar couldn't look out into the world anymore. She put her face in her hands. That is what that demonic spirit does when it violates you and it breaks you. In that place of brokenness, other demons come in. A demon of shame came in. No self-esteem came in. She literally said, I could never get rid of my shame if you do this to me. And that is what demonic spirits do. When they come at you, they make it seem like you can never be set free. When they attack you, they make it seem like you will never be delivered from that situation. When the enemy steals from you, it feels like you could never be restored. Like that thing he took from you could never be restored. And so you see that Tamar pleaded with Amnon. Aside from her having that chain, she was silenced by that oppression because when she told him, if you do this, you will look like one of the most stupid people in Israel. You know, don't ruin your life over this. And that was a voice of wisdom because if you continue to read, of course, eventually, Tamar's brother killed Amnon. So his choice destroyed him. But he didn't have to destroy Tamar. Because the enemy has afflicted you, it doesn't have to destroy you. Your life doesn't have to be ruined. You have a way out of that abuse. You have a way out of that shame. You should not be silenced. Because when the demon oppresses you, it silences your voice. Every time Stamon spoke, Amon refused to listen to her. God is a God of justice. What gives one person an entitlement to forcefully take, steal Tamar's honor? Where was your honor and voice taken? This is what we are going into right now. Where was your honor and voice taken, my beloved? Nobody has the authority to take it from you. Who took it from you? Write these things down. Recognize where your voice was taken when you could not speak for yourself anymore. When you watched and pleaded helplessly. God is saying that you will not remain that way anymore. God says he's delivering you from that spirit and giving you your voice back. Don't forget to listen to our podcast because there is a limitless supply of God's spirit that wants to reach you. And I pray you're a willing vessel to listen and also share and see that God's truth is released upon those you love to see breakthrough in the lives of those you love. And I encourage you, please grab Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. You need this book. I don't want you to miss the detailed truths, the testimonies of God's tangible presence moving in your life that you may not have seen until you are able to engage this and see them clearly outlined for you. So I encourage you, grab this book for yourself and your loved ones and take the time to read it. God bless you. God's face shine upon you and have just a beautiful day. I love you so much. Okay, have an awesome day. Bye now.